Father, we ask this morning, we say there is illumination, the eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Everyone can be you as we see ourselves in you. And we say your name alone is glorified as you are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we'll start, we'll continue from where we stopped last week. Um, we are still looking at the subject of healing. The subject of healing. Look at Third John 2. Third John verse 2. Third John 2. We continue on our subject of healing. Third John 2. It says, um, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Third John verse 2. It says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And I said um, last week that there are some things um, about the faith that you must always contend for. Just like in Jude, the Bible made us to always contend for the faith. And con we can contend for the faith in a subject like healing. And like I told you last week, I said, um, healing is so important because you either need healing for yourself or for somebody you know. And in today's service, I trust God that we are going to be receiving healing for those that we know and for yourself also. So we, we're just going to be intelligent with God's Spirit this morning. Hallelujah. So, we, 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 so you can receive healing for yourself. And I told you as far as you are in this physical flesh, in this physical body, um, this mother body needs healing. It's going to break down someday. We don't pray for it, but it's definitely going to happen. And um, you just have to keep making practice of the subject. So uh, one thing you must know is you can never be a master or you can never master any Christian practice. You can never be an expert in any Christian practice. You just have to keep feeding on God's word. You have to keep walking in the light of it. And you have to keep growing in it. Praise God. So in 3 John 2, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So I told you last week, I said this was John praying for Gaius. And I explained to you what um, that word desire there means. It means praying for them, just like we have the Pauline prayers in um Ephesians 1, it says that your eyes of understanding, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, be given to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you will know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, and the evidence of the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, far above all principalities and power, might, dominion, and in every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. And he has given to him to be the head of all 
all things and the church, the, the, the fullness of him who filleth all in all. That's Ephesians 1 verse 16 to 23. In Colossians 1 verse 9 to 11, the pray, Paul prayed a prayer in that same place. In Philippians 1 verse 9 to 11, you see the prayers there. In Ephesians 3 verse 14 down to 17, you find the prayers there where it says that you'll be strengthened with mind by spirit in your inner man. You find the prayer there. So in Philemon 1 verse 6, it says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So those are the Pauline prayer. There's also the Peter line prayer. <laughs> and there is, now this is the, like the John line prayer or John line prayer. So John is praying for Gaius and he's saying in verse 2 that I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. So he was praying for Gaius and above all things he was praying for his health. To be in health, that his body is functioning well. That your body is functioning well. So you can pray that for yourself and you can pray it for your friend. You can pray it for your family. That their body is functioning properly. Sickness is not the will of God. It is the will of God for you to be healthy. Say it's the will of God, will of God for, me for me to be healthy. So it's the God's will for you to be healthy all the time. It's God's will for you to be healthy all the time. And as we are gradually progressing in this world today, different sicknesses, different diseases, different troubles are coming up and they are fast coming. We never imagined that there will be anything like COVID-19. We never imagined. Now, what is circulated now, they are saying there's monkey pulse, different things are coming up, different Different things are just coming. You don't know what you wake up to tomorrow and they'll just say, oh, this has come again. And you just, they'll just give it a name. So, but that is not God's will. God's will is that we are healthy. God's will is that you are in good health. So, good health is the will of God. Good health is the will of God. So, the will of God is divine healing. Sickness is not the will of God. So never you say, God gave me a sickness. It is not possible. God cannot give you what the devil works with. Sickness is not the will of God. It's not. So never you say, the devil or God made me sick so that he would test me or so that it would um, make me serve him more or so that it would make me come to church or so that it would make me do such a thing. No. Sickness is not the will of God. God does not want you sick. He doesn't. He doesn't want any man sick. He doesn't want your friends sick. He doesn't want your business partner sick. He doesn't want your co-worker sick. He doesn't want your mom sick. He doesn't want your dad sick. He doesn't want your sibling sick. He doesn't want you sick. Hallelujah. He doesn't want anybody sick. Praise God. So God doesn't want anybody sick. Sickness is not the will of God for my life. I don't know about you, but sickness is not the will of God for my life. Sickness is not the will of God for my life. So Jesus came as God in flesh. He came as God in flesh. And there is no better way to know the will of God than to see what he did in his person. There is no better way to know the will of God than to see what he did in his person. How did he walk in Athens verse 38? You can open your Bibles to Athens verse 38. Athens verse 38. Because there is no way to understand God's will like 
seen Jesus in the flesh. Hathen verse 38 it says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, are you there? Who went about doing good and healing those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Hathen verse 38. So he went about doing good, healing those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So if he was the one who created sickness, he can't be healing what he created. So God does not author sickness. Tell your neighbor, say, God does not author sickness. God does not author sickness. So God does not author sickness. So Peter summarized the entire will of God in the flesh, that God in the flesh is healing. So he is healing people who were oppressed of the devil. So that is God's will in action. That is God's will in action. So when we heal the sick today, we are safely doing or acting on God's will. We are acting on God's will. He healed the sick. Jesus, who was God in the flesh, healed the sick. He did as much as he taught people, he also healed the sick. You see, Matthew 4, verse 23. Matthew 4, verse 23. Matthew 4, verse 23. Are you there? It says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogue, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And what happened? And healing all manner of sicknesses and diseases among all the people. So that is Jesus in the flesh. That is God in the flesh. In Matthew 9, verse 35, Matthew 9 verse 35, it says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sicknesses and every disease among the people. So Jesus was going about teaching and healing sicknesses and diseases. So he healed the sick as God in the flesh. In fact, even when Marcus here was being cut off by the disciple when he was, uh, was to be crucified, he picked it back up and healed the sea and healed Marcus here. So you cannot take the kingdom of God away from healing miracles. You can't. And you as a believer, you must be conscious of miracles. I know we live in a world where people say they are fake miracles. No, but if they are fake, it means they are still real stuff. You must be conscious of miracles. You must be open to miracles. Last night in teaching, I explained the ministry of angels. You should lay your hands on, on that message and how you can walk in their activities. So, you must be conscious of the supernatural. You can't take away the kingdom of God from healing the sick. In Mark 16, Mark 16, verse 15 to 17, Mark 16, verse 15 to 17, it says, And he said to them, Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In verse 16, it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up um, deadly things and it shall not hurt them. And what will they do? They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So you cannot take the kingdom of God from healing miracles. Healing miracles are part of 
Jesus' ministry. Miracles are part of the ministry of Jesus that we have received today. So as a Christian, miracles are part of your life. Miracles are part of your ministry. Miracles are healing miracles are part of your Christian work with God. So you must not be a believer who just talk about, oh, God can heal you and not act on it. No. You should be able to pray for the sick. I expect every random member of this church should be able to pray for the sick. In Act 3, look at in Act 3, Act 3 verse 6, Act 3 verse 6, he says, And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, such as I have, I give thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Glory to God. In verse 7, he said, he now says, And he took him up by his right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Verse 8, And leaping and stood up and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping, praising God. He says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You should get our materials on the authority in my name. So you can learn how to use your authority in Jesus' name. So, once, so healing miracles are part of Jesus' ministry. So the evidence of Jesus' resurrection is healing. One of the signs, if you are talking to people and you are preaching to people and you are just wasting your time, one of the signs you can show them that Jesus rose from the dead is to heal the sick. How do you want to deny that? How do you want to deny that just bear touching my hands, putting my hands on you, you are healed? How do you want to say, how does it make, it doesn't even make sense to the logical mind that I just touch you and I just say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And that's all. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to a logical mind. But it is the proof of Jesus' resurrection. It's a proof. Of Jesus' resurrection. One sign that Jesus rose from the dead is healing miracles. Hallelujah. So the evidence of Jesus' resurrection is healing. So healing is the will of God for my life. And God has put his power in the church and he wants every sick healed. I would to God that in coming days we will clear up hospitals. Glory to God. I would to God that in coming days hospitals will be like will be will be those people where people will call us and say oh our, our hospital is getting full now come and heal the sick it's going to happen in our lifetime yeah. it's going to so if you are hearing me now you're thinking hmm, this guy is just wasting his time you know <laughs> it's it's going to happen it's going to we're going to heal the sick we're going to raise the dead we're going to Cast out devils. We're going to raise men from the wishes. The cripples walk again. We've seen that over time and it's still going to happen again. We've seen it happen over the years and it's going to happen again. Hallelujah. It's going to happen again. So you must be a Christian who naturally, who is naturally conscious of the supernatural. I'll say that again. You must be a Christian who is naturally conscious of the supernatural. 
your first response to sickness should be the power of God. Not Aleph. Not Ibuprofen. Your first response should be the power of God. What if Aleph doesn't work? You know the power of God will never fail. Glory to God. What if ibuprofen doesn't work? You know the power of God will never fail. And it can never fail. It can never fail. Psalm says, I have not seen, the book of Psalm says, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, neither is seed begging for bread. The power of God can never fail. It can never fail. It can never fail. It can never fail. The power of God can never fail. I am so confident of the power of God. As far back as when I was younger, I was so confident of the power of God. I used to be very hypocritical like some of you might be in this service today. I don't used to believe in the power. I just used to think they are just probably wasting their time. Then I went for one service, just like in the service, just seated like this. And a man was preaching. And he said, he was teaching us something like I was teaching you, the gifts of healing like this. And I think that's the very first time I believed in miracles. I've watched miracles on TV. I've seen different miracles, signs and wonders. My God. But I just used to wonder, this just, this just happened for special people. This is just for TV. I used to think people that I know cannot do it. So, it's only for preachers on TV. So, this man was preaching and he was teaching us, he was training us, teaching us the gifts of the Spirit, teaching us how to heal the sick, teaching us from the gospel. I was just looking like, wow. So, I was wild like, wow. It is like this in the scriptures. And he saw my own belief. I don't know how he did it. Probably it's by the Spirit. He just saw my own belief. He just said, you are your stand-up. I'm like, I look back like, is there another higher there? <laughs> so, he said, do you have any sickness in your body? Because I know you don't believe what I'm teaching. I said, I really don't believe. Let me be honest. He said, do you have any sickness? I said, I don't have. And I said, but I have one pimple in my nose. <laughs> he laughed. And he said, come on. I remember I will never forget it. In fact, that meeting, a friend of mine who was a, friend of mine who was a doubter like me, I brought him to that service. So we came together, sat down together to come and doubt the power of God. Uh, <laughs> when I teach you today, it's not, I teach you because I have seen signs. Praise God. I have seen the proofs. So we were discussing how the power of God cannot work. I don't know if you get it. So we were discussing that. Mm, all this, it's just TV. It's just, so as he was teaching us, showing us, you know, he was sweating, teaching us, his sleeves was rolled, he was teaching us, ah, the power of God is like this, this how to demonstrate the power of God, this, ah, ah, like, it's for people on TV, I've watched, I've watched, so, I was, so in my head, I was thinking, wow, so that's how that man of God did it, oh, so that's how that man of God did it, oh, so I didn't know I can do it, so I said, there's a pimple on my nose, and he laughed, he just said, come. I'm going to pray the pimple is going to disappear. <laughs> I said, I said, pimple is natural. This one is just, you just wake up, so you just see a swelling. It will go itself. You don't have to pray. So I now, so he said, come out. So I told my friend, check it too. Did you see it very well? He said, yeah. So that, <laughs> to, so that we'll, we'll confirm that his prayer does not work. <laughs> then I went out and he said, close your eyes. I said, 
why should I? In my head, I was like, why should I close my eye? Do you want to do something? So, in the closing my head, I was like this, like, okay. So, he said, in the name of Jesus, this goes now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And he said, check it. And me, I was so happy to, to want to say, sir. <laughs> because I was so, I, because I was close to him. So I was so ready to tell him, sir. <laughs> He's still there. <laughs> so, I checked it. My Lord and my God. <laughs> I couldn't find it. So, I went back to my friend. Guy, I said, guy, should you see what I, I, I spoke in pigeon. I said, should you see what I show you that time? He said, ah, I don't see him again. It means I didn't see it again. I was like, ah. So, we used to think a cab to get home that day, we couldn't. We now started discussing, we were discussing how the power of God we failed before. We now started discussing how the power of God was real. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't take a cab home. I trekked. Because I was like, ah, it's a lie. So, I, I kept touching the thing, kept touching it. Maybe, ah, did it hide somewhere? It's a lie. And I know, and why, why I say that is because I know when I have that kind of swelling, it takes about a week or two. And that swelling is just the first day. So it cannot have disappeared. Something that was very obvious in the morning cannot just have disappeared just like that. And I tell you, that was how I started. So since then, I went back to my church. Because it was like a Bible school. Then I went back to my church. I said, anybody sick here? I want to pray. So I was scared. But I knew that if there is if I could be healed, or can, that, can I call that healing? That can't be healing. If a pain can disappear, a swelling can disappear in my nose, then I, I should be able to pray for somebody else. Then I went back to church. I said, brethren, brethren, this was many years ago. Brethren, the power of God works. I was scared as I was saying it. The power of God works. I was just praying in my mind, please don't bring any case. Don't bring any case that, <laughs> that the power of God cannot attend to. <laughs> please, so let's be guided. I was like, the power of God works. The power of God works. The power of God works. So one sister said, I, I have a case. Menstrual pain. Ah. I said, menstrual pain is natural. So I was arguing with the sister like, sister. Menstrual pain is natural. Enjoy your pain and go. Then it dawned on me. So she was like, no, I believe you can pray and the pain will go. Because this pain is not normal. Ah. Then it dawned on me that I also had a strange pain and it was prayed for. Ah. So I said, well, I remember how the man said it. I said, in the name of Jesus right now i said close your eyes so i told you i told her close your eyes too i said so in the name of jesus right now your menstrual pain disappears now amen and i said check your stomach she said china did like this he said i can't find it again he said it has not stopped since yesterday the pain but now it has stopped and i said wait though i said when did your menstrual pain is to end? Is it that it's ending today? So I want to be sure whether it's really the power of God. <laughs> is it that it's a, he said, no. He just started yesterday. It's supposed to end maybe on Wednesday. He said, but this pain is so... He said, but you stop. I said, okay. I said, when you get home again in the night, text me to check so that I can know <laughs> if 
it has gone. She said, yeah, it's gone. I said, Tuesday, I was the first person to call her. I said, sister, I just want to greet you. I just want I, in my mind, the greeting is, tell me if there is still pain. He said, do you know that since that Sunday, I have not felt any pain? <laughs> then I came back again on Sunday. I said, brethren, brethren, the power of God works. Brethren, the power of God works. If a menstrual pain can be healed, you have to be pulled about your testimony. If your menstrual pain can be healed, then more pains can be healed. One brother now said, Hi, sir. <laughs> I've been sick of malaria. In fact, my mother just said I should manage to come to church. I said, Ah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one <laughs> is a problem. <sighs> so I looked at my friend. My friend said, Go, do I? <laughs> I said, so in my mind, I was like, why did I boast? <laughs> just messed up I should have just kept quiet. But I prayed. And he got healed instantly. And since then, I've been seeing the power of God work. Glory to God. Since then, since then, I pray for the sick, I see healed. Some of you here, you've prayed for people before. You've prayed for people on crutches, and they've been healed. Some of you have healed people of several medical conditions, and they've been healed. They've been healed. So, healing is God's will for your life. Glory to God. Healing is God's will for your life. Healing is God's will for your life. Proud to me going to the school, I remembered I used to pray for people and I don't see results. And I would be wondering what's going on. The, these miracles are for special people. No, it's not for special people. It's for you. It is. So, God has put his power in the church and he wants every sick to be healed. And it's the will of God for my life. And many, it's the will of God for my life to be healed. So there are many reasons God wants you well. We looked, we saw last week in Matthew 15. Let's look at it again in Matthew 15. In Matthew 15. We saw last week in Matthew 15, verse, let's start from verse 21. Matthew 15, verse 21. It says, And Jesus went thence and departed from the coast of Thai and Sidon, in verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out, of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Verse 23, And he answered her not with the word. And, he, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send thy away, for she crieth after us. In verse 24, And he answered and said, I am not sent into the lordship of Israel, in verse 25, and then she and she then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord help me. In verse 26. And he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And he says in verse 27, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat crumbs which fall from the master's table. And in verse 28, and Jesus said, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou will. And the daughter was made old from that very hour. So healing is children's bread. I explained this to us last week, that healing is children's bread. Just like you, there's always bread in the house, you can always access it. So in Romans 8 verse 
14 also. There's so, there's so many reasons to be healed. So healing is your bread. Romans 8 verse 14. So you must always be ready to be healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must. Romans 8 verse 14. It says, For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So because we are sons of God, we can be healed. Right? Because healing is our Father's will. Right? And we are sons, so we can be healed. So healing is ours now. Say healing. Is mine now. Healing is mine now. Sons don't require faith to be healed. I thought you did in the faith of God. You should listen to that. You don't need faith because you were born of faith. Sons don't require faith to be healed. Sons live in an unconscious reality of faith that God brings to them. So healing is the children's bread. Healing belongs to me now. Because I am once a son and always a son. So I am not looking for faith because I have faith. Hallelujah. So I can be healed now. I can. In 1 John 5 verse 14. 1 John 5 verse 14. 1 John 5 verse 14. It says that... This is the confidence that we have in him. It says that if we ask, it says this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So that is the confidence that we have. So whatever we have, based on the fact is the life of God, based on the fact that we have the life of God, we can confidently say that, we are, that healing is mine. So I can confidently say that healing is mine. Are you getting what I'm saying? I can. So once I'm feeling feverish, I can just pray. Healing of the power of God works in my body right now. And I receive healing in my body now. You know, you keep the switch of faith turned on. 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 And you're going to see healing in your body. So, you can be healed now. In Proverbs 4 verse 20. Proverbs 4 verse 20. Proverbs 4 verse 20. Proverbs 4 verse 20. Let's look at what Proverbs has to say. Because you can hear, the, you can hear what I'm teaching now and be healed. I don't have to pray. You can just hear this message and be healed. It says, my son... Attend to my words. Proverbs 4 verse 20. Incline their ear unto my sayings. Verse 21. Let, let them not depart from my high. Keep them in the midst of their heart. In verse 22. It says, For their life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. You know, sometimes we have much faith in doctors. If we can put the faith we have in doctors, if we can put it on healing, we will have results. You know, if the doctor tells you, take this medication twice in a day, morning, evening, you're not going to fail, right? Imagine you take the word of God like that. So, uh, we will see much results. 
In verse 21, it says, Let them not depart from the high. It is an instruction. The result of carrying out an instruction is in the verse 22. It says, Let them not depart out of the high. In verse 22, it now says, For their life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Medicine always requires an instruction. How many of you know that? Medicine, I mean medications, also always require instruction. Then he says, attend to my words. Look at the instructions he gave. In num- we can say number one, instruction in verse 20 is, my son, attend to my words, right? That's number one, right? The number two instruction, incline thy ear unto my sin, right? Number three, we can say, let them not depart out of the high, right? Number four, we can say, keep them in the midst of the heart. So there were four instructions. The attend to my words means give my word first place. It implies that you give it first place. You must learn to give the written word the first place. Give the written word the first place. Read it again and again and again and again and again and again. Give it, read it again and again. Keep looking at God's word. Keep focusing on the word. Whatever you focus on creates an image on your mind. If you focus long enough with God's word, you're going to come out victorious. I'll say that again. If you focus long enough on God's word, you are going to come out victorious. You are going to come out victorious. If you focus long enough on God's word, you will come out victorious. Because whatever you focus on so long, creates a picture in your mind. It creates an image in your mind. So, you need to learn how to pay attention to God's word. You need to. You need to learn how to pay attention to God's word. In our faith, you see the Ethiopian Union, he was just reading the word. How much do you spend time to read the word, to feed on the word? To feed on the word. You are going through an issue, feed on the word. You are going through a bad habit, feed on the word. Till the word creates a picture in your mind. Feed on the word. Some of you are struggling with some addiction, feed on the word. Once you feed on the word, it will create a picture and you will find yourself naturally not doing what you, need, what you, what you were doing before again. Feed on the word. Learn to read the word of law. Enough. The written word as power. So give the written word first place. Put priority, place premium on the written word. How much do you feed on messages? How much do you listen to God's word? If you go a day without feeding on God's word and you expect to live a victorious Christian life, I'm telling you, you are deceiving yourself. You don't open your Bible. You only open your Bible on Sundays. You don't expect to have results. No. You only open your Bibles just maybe on week, midweek service. No. You feed on the word every day. You are listening to messages. You are, you are, you are feeding on the word. I'll share you a story of Kenneth again. His wife was diagnosed of, a, of the Kennedy that died, not the pastor again now. His wife was diagnosed of, of a critical condition. The husband told him and said, you've known me long enough. (laughs) 
you've known me long enough and you know God's word enough to be healed. And he told the wife, you know, if you die in this sickness, <laughs> I'm going to marry another person. You know, that will make a woman <laughs> quickly want to recover. <laughs> he said, if you die in this sickness, I believe that's the best way to, to, to speak as couples. Or maybe if you are boyfriending and girlfriending in your today's day, you tell the person, if you die in this sickness, <laughs> I'm going to date somebody else. <laughs> you know, that will jack your partner to work. <laughs> you know, dying this. She, so she, she say, if you die in this sickness, you are going to. I'm going to marry another person because it says till death do us part. So you're going to die. You are we we parted. <laughs> so he said, the wife got all his messages on healing. He said every time he wake up, he would just be hearing his voice playing. The wife is in the kitchen. He's just hearing his voice. He's in, the wife is in the, is in the shower. He's just hearing his voice playing. She said, so she, he kept, she kept feeding on the word, feeding on the word long enough. And by the time they went back to the hospital, they couldn't find it again. They couldn't find the sickness again. I heard Creflo Dollar share the same thing. He said it was diagnosed of a very terminal disease also. He said what he just did was to feed on the word so long. And by feeding on the word, he told the doctors, he said, I'm coming back. He says, when they, when they gave him the sickness, when they diagnosed him, he said, I'm coming back very soon. He said, I know what to do. I'm going to go feed on the word. Some of you, you go get movies, you're not serious yet. You know you need healing, so your body, you spend time on Netflix. You know you're ready to be healed. Then you are watching a movie where they are cutting people's kidney, they are diagonizing them. Maybe it's like something like Grey Anatomy, you are now watching, and you are just looking at everything that is going on in the hospital world, and you are like, wow. Ah, ah, people are sick, Sha. Ah, ah, what is going on in the world today? You are watching CNN, and they are telling you 14 million cases recorded dead. And that's what you are feeding your mind on. <laughs> you are what you see. <laughs> you are watching novels. You know, there's somebody he was supposed to he was supposed to she was supposed to feed on the world. She was diagnosed of a sickness and she was watching movies. The pastor told her and said, You are not yet serious. You are watching movies. They told you you have some days to leave. It's time to feed on the world. The word of God is like our medicine. Are you getting what I'm saying? Just like you can eat, just like yesterday food in the natural can sustain you today, is the same way what you fed on yesterday as touching God's word can sustain you today. You have to keep feeding on the word. You can't say, oh, I studied the Bible yesterday. I'm not going to study today. No, you must create time for the word. You can say 20 minutes in the morning, I'll feed on this message. 20 minutes in the afternoon, I'll feed on this message. 20 minutes in the night, I'll feed on this message. That's about how many minutes? That's 60 minutes. That's one hour in a day. That's even small, but at least that's something. But going a day without hearing God's word is an aberration to your Christian life. You are putting, some of you are struggling with different, 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 different things. Those are times to get in the world. Those are times to get in the world. Some of you are feeling low self-esteem. Oh, this. Ah, okay. Feed on the world. 
you will see your reality in Christ. Some of you are struggling with uh, this um, issue, this, this different issues. I don't even know which one to mention now. Different ones. Feed on the word. Don't go a day without listening to God's word. Let your friends be asking you and say, what's going on? Tell them, I got a miracle to, I, I need a miracle to get. By the time I get my miracle, I'm going to tell you what's going on. You know? Feed on the word. Tell your neighbor, say, feed on the word. Feed on the word. Feed on the word. Eat it like your food. Listen to messages. Read your Bible. Do it as a constant habit. You know that song they taught us when we were younger? Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day. How many of you, you heard that song when you were younger? That is still the Christian culture. That is still the Christian culture. Some of you only hear the word just like one hour in service on Sunday. Then you close your Bible and say, oh, thank you, Jesus. And you move and you get into your activity. And you expect to live a good Christian life. It's not possible. You didn't feed on the word on Monday. You didn't feed on the word on Tuesday. You didn't feed on the word on Wednesday. You didn't feed on the word on Thursday. You didn't feed on the word on Friday. You didn't feed on the word on Saturday. And you expect your tr- struggles to go. It's not possible. It's not. Feed on the word. Read the written word. The Octopan Eunuch read the written word in Act 8. In Act 17. In Act 17. They read the word, the Berean Christians were more noble than the Thessalonica because they heard the word and went back to check if it was true. I've always told you in this church, I say you must always learn to go back. Don't just hear what I teach this Sunday and just say, oh, go back and check what I said if it was true. Go and listen to the message again. Hear it again. Critique the message. Come back to me with questions. Look at it again. Pastor, you said this. Okay, you said that. You know, look at that. Feed on the word. Look at the scriptures often. I know you have a very tight schedule, but you can always quit at least 30 minutes in a day. 20 minutes in the morning. You know, you can do it like a, a dosage. 20 minutes. You know how the doctors will tell you? Take two pills in the morning. Take two pills in the afternoon. Take two pills in the evening. You can just do it that way. You say, oh, I'm struggling with this issue and I'm going to deal with it. You say, I'm going to feed on the word that's touching this. It could be anything, anything, anything. It could be pornography. It could be um, um, smoking. It could be drinking. It could be, you can just say, I'm going to feed on the word on this. And I'm going to get out of this victoriously. You're going to, you, you, you're going to have victory. You don't spend time with the world and you expect to be free from pornography. It's not possible. No, because whatever picture you keep feeding your mind on is what you will keep seeing. Feed on the world. Say your neighbor, say feed on the world. Feed on the world. You don't study the Bible. You don't look at the scriptures and you expect to be free. No, it's not possible. No. Read. Read the word. Read the word. The written word has power. I'll tell you again. The written word has power. I thought this in the power of the gospel. The written word has power. The written word has power. There is power in the written word. It's like a medication. That's why Joshua 1 verse 8 says, 
This book of the law will not depart out of the mouth, but thou shalt do what? Meditate on it day and night. Thou you will have what? A, you will prosper and have good success. This book of the law will not depart from your mouth day and night. How about that? Just feeding on the word day and night. You wake up early in the morning. Maybe you wake up, maybe you have a class at 7 a.m. Or you have, your, you have to clock in at 8 a.m. You wake up, let's say, like 7. Or probably as you are driving, you just feed on the wall. You feed on the wall. In your lunch break around 11, 12, you just put on the, you just switch, you just put on your earpiece again. You're just listening to the wall. Just listening to the wall. As you get back again, you create another time in the evening. You now spend more time with the world before you sleep. How about that? You can't tell me you'll be sick and not going to get out of that if you feed on the world that way. So learn to feed on God's word. Learn to give the word place. Learn to give the word first place. Because healing is an integral part of the gospel. So physical healing is the closest to the gospel. As I preach the gospel, I tell you that Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ rose again. Physical healing is the closest demonstration. Why? Because remember I told you last week I said, it means it is a failure. Sickness is a failure. Something is dead. Then by me feeding on God's word, by me acting on God's word, by me healing the sick, I just raised something back to life. It is the closest sign to the gospel. So you can't preach the gospel without signs and wonders. I don't want to be a preacher like that. No. I've seen signs and wonders in my life and I want to see more. Glory to God. I've seen, I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to raise about a hundred dead before I die. I want to raise people from the dead, hundred of them, before I die. So I'm still working for more. I've seen, I told you a story last week. I said, I saw a close, the closest dead I've seen was a state of coma. We prayed for the person yesterday, and the person came out of coma today. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's some result. So, And you know, people can also be healed via earways. I've seen miracles like that before. Somebody is sick in the hospital and I just send a text. Right now, in the name of Jesus, this situation is healed. And the person receives his healing very immediately. You can, you can do that also. So, pay attention to the listening of God's word. So I can be healed via reading and healed in listening. So as I'm, so as you can plug on this message and be healed. You can hear me and be healed. You can read the pamphlet and be healed. You can read God's word and be healed. Very soon we're going to put out the material. We'll just call it be healed. Just like a pamphlet, we'll put it at the back there. You just read it, share with your friends. And they'll be healed. Glory to God. So, preaching and teaching. So, how do I listen to God's word? Preaching and teaching and the gifts of the Spirit are avenue to receive healing. Preaching and teaching and the gifts of the Spirit are avenues to receive healing. 
Look at in Mark, Matthew 4. Matthew 4, verse 23 to 24. Matthew 4, verse 23 to 24. It says, And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases among the people. Look at in verse 24, very key. And his fame went throughout all of Syria. His fame will mean his word, his preaching. Went throughout all of Syria. And they brought unto him all the sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments. And those who were possessed of the devils. And those that were lunatic. And those that have the palsy. And he healed all. He healed them all. So the word of God can be taken as medicine. Remember I told you that. The same way medications are taken regularly. To the effect the word of God can also be taken. So it means. Look at in Luke 6 verse 17. Luke 6 verse 17. It says. And he stood down with them and stood in the plain of the company of the disciples. And a great multitude of the people out of Judea, of Ju- out of Judea and Jerusalem, and the sea coast of Thyre and Sidon, came to hear him and to be healed of their disease. So they heard this message and they were healed. So it implies that faith to be healed can be steered when the gospel is heard. So we can preach the gospel. You can go on our churches and just teach people and just via your teaching, there's healing going on. As I'm teaching God's word, I believe that as I'm speaking right now, whatever pain you brought into this service is gone. Hallelujah. In Luke 9 verse 11. Luke 9 verse 11. And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them, and spake to them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of healing. So they just came to hear him, and they were healed. In Matthew 12, verse 15. Matthew 12, verse 15. In Matthew 12, verse 15. It says, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from things, and a great multitude followed him, and he healed them all. Have you seen that one of the characteristics of Jesus' ministry was healing? In Matthew 9, Matthew 19, verse 2. He says, and a great multitude followed him, and he healed them there. Now, look at a very significant one in Acts 14. Go to Acts 14. I want to show you something there. In Acts 14. So, you can hear and be healed, right? You can listen to God's word and be healed, right? Yes, sir. All right. Acts 14, verse 8 to 10. 
is as a certain man at least try impotent at his feet, being crippled from his wonder's womb, who never had walked. Look at in verse 9. He says, And the same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding and perceiving that he had failed to be healed, and said with a loud voice, Stand up upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. He says, He heard Paul speak. So it shows that whenever there is sickness in our body, the right thing to do is to listen to God's word so as to stir off faith in our heart. The wrong thing to do is to start watching movies and listening to things that start googling. <laughs> you know, when some of you, if you have pains like that, you start googling what are the causes of the symptoms of these things. What are the effects of what, what this leads to? <laughs> what does me seeing yellow leads to? <laughs> what does me feeling this way leads to? You just Google it. They will not tell you. Oftentimes, it eventually leads to death. You say, ah! <laughs> That's the wrong thing. Men and brethren, that's the wrong thing to do. You know, that's the wrong thing to do. You keep the switch of faith on on and you are healed. So rather than spend more time on frivolities, you spend more time listening to the word of God. You spend more time listening to the word of God. So we can be healed all the time. We can. So you can just hear and be healed. You can. You know, healing still happens via year ways, right? Um, How many of you have heard testimonies of people just say, touch your screen and the TV and people are just healed? That's because they heard and they were healed. It shows words travel far. I've always told you, words give direction to God's power. It shows we can spray here now, use you as a point of contact, to probably your family members, and they are healed because words travel far. I remember a couple of years ago, my mom was sick, sick of a very terminal disease, sick of, we took her to hospital, we took her to, um, to the hospital. She couldn't find what was wrong with her. She, we, we tested everything. The doctor said, there's nothing wrong with you, but ah, my mom said, everything is wrong with me. She prayed. She has gone to different places for healing, different places. So she didn't tell me on time. I think she told favor, but she didn't tell me. On, I didn't know on time. So when she started getting scared and panicking that something will go wrong, she said, ah, at least... I have a pastor in the house. Let me try my luck. So I just said, she said, she told me, I've worn everywhere. I've gone to hospital like two times. They've checked me. Nothing is wrong. I've sent money to pastors to pray. I don't know why people first do that. Why is it that some people believe that? And so, <laughs> Men and brethren, listen. <laughs> Any pastor that first asks you, you say, pray for me, he first asks you, sow a seed or give me money so that we'll use it to go and do prayer. That's fake. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> the Bible says, freely have we given. 
Or freely have we received? Freely should we give? You don't need money to do that. I've seen unbelievers healed before. Muslims get healed and they are not saved. It's not as if they get healed and they now say, I want to believe Jesus. No, they got healed and went back to, and went back to tie their hijab. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So back to what I was saying. So she, so she just told me and I just said, well, I'll pray for you and you'll be healed. So I don't, so the doctor couldn't organize the case. She was getting so lean, she was getting so skinny, getting, we, we knew something was wrong. My dad was already thinking, ah, your mother is about to go, <laughs> you know. So it was as if we were preparing for somebody who is alive to go. I was like, ah, it's not possible. So I prayed. I said, in the name of Jesus, you'll be healed now. And she said, amen. <laughs> you know how mothers behave. She said, amen. So she didn't tell me. She said she waited another two weeks. She said, immediately, I prayed. She told me. She said, immediately, I prayed. There was just something that went through her, like a rush of the power of God. She, said, she told me two weeks after. She said because she wanted to check. So I found out that many of the people who receive healing, first time in my ministry, they always doubt. Maybe because I was once a doubter. I don't know. That thing always follows me somehow. So they always wait for a while before they come back and share their testimony. So <laughs> I don't know. So she said she waited two weeks. She said, ah, she just called me one day. She said, ah, this is your God that you are serving. Keep serving him more. Keep, keep serving him more. <laughs> he said, the minute you pray, he went. And from then till today, she has been okay. Glory to God. So God still used the sick. He still does. So when you listen to God's word, because many a times, we often go for the spectacular and we miss the supernatural. We like spectacular stuff. Oh, something gym gym. Something, oh. And we, and we miss the, the supernatural. Just like me when I was much younger. The story I told you, I was expecting the spectacular. Oh, probably it has to be on the TV. Oh, it has to be this. It has to be that, you know. But you can hear and be healed. Romans 1 verse 16 says, it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. So just by listening, power is available. Glory to God. So just by listening to God's word, power is available. So if you listen well, you have a responsibility to not allow the word of God leave your heart. You think about it. You meditate on it. You ponder on it. Let it be in your thoughts. Let it be in your speech. Because some of you can be preaching and doesn't mean you are acting on what you are preaching. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can go and preach and tell you the power of God is here, the power of God is here, and you don't even believe what you are saying. So, but you can hear and be healed. So, people's testimony often give you hope for another miracle. When you hear people's testimony, you hear testimony of people being healed, many a times it inspires you. 
it inspires you. I told you a testimony or story of somebody who was given four months to leave of cancer. And the person is still alive today. So, people's testimony often inspire you to be healed. Because one miracle gives you boldness for another one. How many of you know that? You, like I told you my story many years ago, I used to be a sickler and God healed me. One, one confidence I, I'm, I'm so sure of is that <laughs> no matter the sickness, I can be healed. I used to be so sick. I told you I even saw my parents arguing if they were really the one who gave birth to me. Because every, I was just falling, I was practically living on medications. I couldn't go to high school without medications. I had medications in my bag always. Because I was always from one prescription to another prescription. Uh, and a team, this one team, something team, quarantine, something team. There was all those team, team drugs then. That I was always taking. It's from one to another. But if I can be healed, then I can be healed today. One miracle always gives you a boldness for, for another. And you know, if you have healed the sick before, it always gives you boldness to heal another one. How many of you know that? If you have prayed for somebody before, it gives you boldness to pray for another person. Because you know, there are times we go for power outreaches. Some of you that follow us for power outreaches, where we just go just strictly to heal the sick. Many of you know, if you pray for one, you want to look for another one. You quickly want to get the next person. Like, ah, I've seen, I've seen this one. I want to get the next person. I remember when we were in Indiana. We went for one power outreach one time. And we just prayed. Everybody was seeing miracles. He was, he was doing us like we should not stop. Remember that evening? Mm -hmm. Some of you were there that evening. He was doing us like we should not stop. Because we just, we just kept seeing miracles and healing the sick. You know, one miracle always gives you boldness for another. So, always be inspired by people's testimony. I've seen testimonies of people who were at menopause stages and still got pregnant. Triplets. Twins. If it can happen before, it can happen again. So, always learn to act on God's word and be healed. Are you getting me? Always learn to. In, in um, Proverbs 4 verse 22, as I close now. Proverbs 4 verse 22. Proverbs 4 verse 22 again. How many of you are getting that? So you act on God's word, right? You say God's word like your medication. Look at what it says. Let's read it together. Proverbs 4 verse 22. One, two, ready, go. You're not there? I'll wait for you. Wait. Okay, let's wait for everybody. Proverbs 4 verse 22. Alright, are you there now? One, two, ready, go. No, you guys are talking like you are sick. Go ahead, let's do that again. One, two, ready, go. That find them and held to all their flesh. So, God's word is held to your flesh. God's word can be taken like medicine, remember? Meditation day and night. So, it shouldn't be stressful to take God's word, right? So, like medicine day and night. Say, God's word is medicine to my flesh. You're not saying like you mean God's word is medicine to my flesh. Say one more time. God's word 
is medicine to my flesh. Last week we said, healing is my bread, right? This week we are saying, God's word is medicine to my flesh. So God's word is your medicine. Last week we said, God's word is, um, healing is our bread, right? Today I'm telling you, God's word is medicine to your flesh. So I will ponder on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. You can start tonight. Look for healing scriptures. Give them healing scriptures. There's something my mother used to tell me. If she's going through a problem, she'll say, she'll just come, she'll just say, list, give me, she'll just come and say, since you're a pastor, list me scriptures as touching this issue. So she'll just say, fast, 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 I need it now. Ah. <laughs> you're a pastor, you should be able to quote it. In fact, she still called me, I think, two weeks ago, and she said, Hey, what did the Bible say about this situation? What did the Bible say? Quickly give me, quickly, quickly, quickly give me the word. I said, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy. She said, Wah. she now called me back and said, oh, are you call yourself a pastor? I found the, I found the scripture myself. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's a good habit. She just tell me, what, what does the scripture say about this thing? Okay, okay, that's what the scripture says. Okay, okay. She doesn't know as much as I know, but she doesn't joke with what the scriptures say about something. So you don't have to know so much. You just have to know so much to get better. Hallelujah. You don't have to know the Greek and Hebrew. I don't, when I was sick, I told you yes, yes ago, when I was sick and I was on the sick bed, I just, I didn't even know what I know. Today, I just said in the name of Jesus, sickness leaves my body now. And that was all. I acted on God's word. I acted like God's word was true. I remember there was one time I was sick of an issue. Now, this was years after. My body was feeling much worse. You know where they say the pressure is getting worse. <laughs> my body was feeling another way. Guess what I did? I remember that day very fervently. I knew I, I have an healing tape I play. An healing message I play. I know that this message will never fail me. I don't know about you, but I just have that one. It was a message where my pastor was just talking about the healing power of God. Just talk. He wasn't praying for the sick. He was just talking about the healing power of God. How that the power of God works in our body. How that we have the power of God to heal the sick. I just kept watching it. I kept watching it. Uh, we keep, I kept rewinding it, watching it, rewinding it, watching it, rewinding it, watching it. When it was time to pray, I prayed and I got better. I just acted on God's word. Learn to act on God's word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Say God's word like your medicine. Say God's word like your medicine. That's a woman, the story of a woman. She couldn't give birth for a while. She couldn't give birth for a while. My pastor sent her some messages to listen to. She listened to the message till she started, till she gave birth and she didn't know. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Act on God's word. Before taking that medication in the natural, say God's word. God's word is my medicine. Glory to God. Take your medicine every day. Tell your neighbor, say, take your medicine every day. Take your medicine every day. Every day. It could not be healing. Now, you see, this, is, this could not also be, it could not go for healing, right? It could also go for if you are struggling with smoking, if you are struggling with drinking, if you are struggling with pornography, if you are struggling with one issue, some, of it, some people can even be struggling with lying. You know, some people, they, just, they can lie. <laughs> they just don't know how to say the truth. <laughs> you know, you could be struggling with that. 
take God's word as your medicine. Take one in the morning, right? One in the afternoon, right? One in the evening. Take God's word. Some of you, you have issues with anger. You can just say, oh, I'm going to feed on God's word. I have a message like, like that out there. Why the anger? You should listen to it. I thought that message in 2020, why the anger? You want to know what was the anger? Listen to the message. I have the message like that. You can just say, oh, I'm going to feed on this message every day. I'll take one in the morning. I'll take one in the afternoon. I'll take one in the evening. And I'm going to deal with this anger. Glory to God. Glory to God. Some of you are just feeling sad, feeling depressed, feeling, 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 I don't think, I don't think I can make it. Why not act on God's word? Just keep the switch of faith on on. Take your medicine in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. You can take it in the night. You can sleep with it and wake up with it. There's, a, there's an habit I started some years back. I just started sleeping with God's word. I, like, before I sleep, I make sure I hear God's word. And because I, I was not a good sleeper or a deep sleeper, I always wake up thorns. And I can wake up like five times in the night. It still happened this night. And I wake up like five times in the midnight. I always like to hear something. Yes, um, yes. So I started an habit. I sleep with God's word. Something must be playing. Because God's word must keep getting real to me. It's the picture I want to see. I want to create a picture of God's word in my heart. So get used to God's word. 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 Take God's word as your medicine. Take God's word as your medicine. Say God's word as your medicine. Glory to God. Look at Luke 5.15 as I close now. Are you, get, are you blessed? Yes, sir. Are you blessed? Yes, glory, glory, glory. You know your mom is healed. Glory to God. Your mom is healed. I don't know about you. I know that somebody I'm talking to. Your mom is healed. Your mom is healed. Your mom is healed. She was diagnosed on Thursday. That sickness started on Thursday. Thursday. Yes, Thursday. She's healed. She's healed. Just by you being in this service, she's healed. Go call after this service and get back to me. She's healed. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know your mom is healed now. In the name of Jesus. Your mom is healed. That's your brother with migraine is healed now. He's healed. He's healed. He's healed. He's healed. Your grandparent will not have dementia. I'm saying that to somebody. Your grandparents will not have dementia. They are healed now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Now. Luke 5.15. It says, But so much went there a fame abroad of him, and a great multitude came together to hear and to do what? Be healed. So you can hear and what? Be healed. And he healed them of their infirmities. So say your neighbor, say, I can hear and be healed. I can hear and be healed. You can. You can hear and be healed. So feed on God's word often. Glory to God. I take my medicine. You're not saying like you mean it. I take my medicine. I take my medicine. All the time. All the time. All the time. Let's be on our feet. I take my medicine all the time. I take my medicine all the time. I take my medicine all the time. In the morning, I take my medicine. In the afternoon, I take my medicine. In the evening, I take my medicine. 
and I am victorious. I am victorious. I am victorious. Hallelujah. I want to pray for those of you who have somebody in your family who is sick. Those of you who have somebody in your family who is sick. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost some, some more. Lift your voice and let's, let's pray. I stand, hallelujah, I stand in faith with you and I declare healing for your family. You're not sounding like you mean. I declare healing for your family. In the name of Jesus. Your family is healed now. Your family is healed now. That person that has to go for surgery in your family, I come against it now and I say that surgery is successful. In the name of Jesus. At my word, I say that surgery is successful. In the name of Jesus. That surgery is successful. In the name of Jesus. Healing has come to your family now. Healing has come to your family now. There's somebody in that your hostel. There's somebody in that your hostel who is sick. Not sick as sick, but just feel in a funny way. That person's body at my word is healed now. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Healing is here now. Healing is here now. Say healing is mine now. Healing is mine now. Healing is mine now. That constant chest pain is gone. Amen. That constant chest pain is gone. Amen. That constant chest pain is gone. Ulcer is gone. Ulcer is gone. Ulcer is gone. That constant migraine is gone. Your eyes begins to see clearly now. In the name of Jesus. You will never be bedridden. In the name of Jesus. You will never be bedridden. In the name of Jesus. Hear this and be healed. Oh, hear this and be healed. Hear this and be healed. Hear this voice now and be healed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Say, healing is mine now. You're not sounding like you mean it. Say, healing is mine now. Healing is mine now. I just saw a vision of a sister. It's, I don't know how this is related to any of you. I just saw a vision of a sister now who is, who is going through a a tough situation, very tough situation, a tough situation. It's it's like your mom or your sister, either of the two. I just see a woman, somebody related to your family. The person is in a tough situation. Who is that person? I want to pray for you specifically. If you can raise your hand, who is that person? Is either your mom or your sister or your siblings? Let me see your hand. Who is that person? I just saw a vision of that person now. Someone in your family is going through something tough. Now, this is not concerning healing. It's just a tough situation. Who is the person? I want, to, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. That person is healed now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You will see, the person will tell you and tell you, I don't know how it happened, but God did it. And it's just because you came to this service this evening. God did it. Thank you, Jesus. You know you can heal the sick. 
You know, this week you can heal the sick. You know, you can heal the sick. You're going to pass across people this week who are having pains in their body. Don't tell them sorry. Say, I can heal you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. No, don't say Jesus can heal you. Say, I can heal you. He has given you power. Are you getting what I'm saying? He has given you power. He says, anyone who has believed the gospel can lay hands on the sick. So, at your word, listen to me, well, look at what I'm saying. At your word, they can be healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? You need to be confident with your words. Are you getting me? At your word, they can be healed. Just by you saying, rise up and walk now, they can stand off on the wheelchair. Some of you have done it before and you've seen results. Are you getting what I'm saying? They can. They can be healed. I remember a guy came for a youth conference in 2020. Um, if, if, actually, they invited him for the conference in 2020. And he came. And they told him, because they told him, oh, it's going to be the power of God, this and that. So the sister who told him, or the woman who told him, told him, come, oh, I am going to pray. The pastor is going to pray for somebody who, is, who are going to be sick. Then he came. It was to go into the surgery the, on Monday or Tuesday. Something about the brain. He was having some like a brain tumor or something. It was to go into his surgery. I prayed for him. And he came out of it successfully. So at your word, people can be healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you can speak to your family member. You can speak to your friend and say, in the name of Jesus. You will be healed now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. We bless you. Oh, we bless you. 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 Oh, we bless you. 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 There's someone here you... You feel like your dad is going to die. No, he's not going to die. Are you getting what I'm saying? No, he's not going to die. He's going to be hale and healthy. He's going to be so strong. He's going to live so long. Stop getting scared. Stop getting worried. He's going to be so strong. Go with God. He's going to be so strong. I just saw that. I just saw him getting so strong. His cells are revitalized. His body is getting shaped by the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost a minute. Let's pray. Lift your voice. Let's pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy 